Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today we're talking about marriage. And as we get into that, I've got my beautiful wife in the in the studio with me today. Martha Brangenberg is, is joining us. Martha, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. She's thrilled to be here, although she's been giving me this look like I'm, a, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, how did you convince me to be on the show today? Uh, it, it's fun. Martha and I participate in a ministry of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks called 2B1 Ministries, and it's a marriage mentoring ministry. And 2B1 Ministries is one of the sponsors of our show. And we had uh, some other coaches... Other mentors from the show arranged to be here today, but they decided to go on a long vacation with their family. So we're glad that that uh, Tim and Jeanette could be listening on the radio today, uh, but that we're sorry they couldn't be in the studio with us. So Martha and I are going to be talking about marriage mentoring and the state of marriage. All right, let's just state the problem that we're dealing with here. The state of marriage in our country is a wreck. Over 60% of first-time Christian marriages end in divorce. That's more than non-Christian marriages ending in divorce. And that's because non-Christians today, they don't even understand the value of marriage anymore, so they're not even getting married. I mean, the majority of them aren't even getting married anymore. Society doesn't value marriage between a man and a woman. They don't value marriage. They don't see what value it brings to our society, to our culture. They don't understand the value of a mom and a dad being together with the kids, raising the kids. The family unit's being destroyed one family at a time through divorce, and the kids are carrying that cycle on to the next generation and the next generation. We've got 
to stop the cycle of divorce and destruction in these marriages. And so, Martha, we're here today, and we're talking about marriage, and and I set up the show saying, okay, what does it matter if your business is successful if your marriage is a disaster? So I I know that you had some opening thoughts, so I'm going to roll to you. Well, when we were talking about this show and what we would focus on today, I kept thinking about the fact that so many of the couples that we have met with over the years, when they finally get to a breaking point, when they get to a crisis in their marriage, at that point, they're willing to do whatever it takes to fix it. They're willing to take their vacation time, uh, go on dates, go on long walks, go to counseling as often as necessary, um, just take all of those different steps drastically to try to fix things. And I was just thinking about how awesome and amazing it would be if people were being more proactive and doing those things throughout their marriage to strengthen it rather than waiting until a time of crisis and a breaking point before they really put the energy into their marriage. And at that point, they may have done a lot of damage along the way. Well, and, and really, yeah, it may be to that point of no return if, if they wait till that long when it's in a crisis spot. That's right. So I just, you know, thinking about putting the effort into our marriages, that's what our marriage mentoring program is all about and um, that we're going to talk about and taking the initiative to keep the um, interest in the marriage and keep strengthening it along the way. And that's the marriage mentoring program available at the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks called 2B1 Ministries. And you can find out more about that on their website, indianrocks.org. All right, so, so you mentioned, you know, people wait until they get to a crisis point on their marriages, and, and, and then all of a sudden they ask for help. And, and we've met with people at midnight. We've met with people early in the morning. We've met with people all times, day and night, when people, they realize they get to this crisis spot. Let's step back in the next section of the show. I want to take. We're going to step back and just talk about how people get to that spot. But you know, what are some things that that we can make available just right away on on telling people what are some warning signs that we should uh, that we can tell people to look for as they're trying to prevent from getting to that breaking point? Well, what do you what do you think? Um, I think just focusing on your spouse, just like you did when you were dating, um, remembering that you pursued them, that you um, made them your first interest and um, spent time with them because you wanted to and prioritize work versus playtime or recreational time for the purpose of being able to get that time together to build a relationship. Time. Time is one of those things. And it is one of the things that we're talking to couples all the time about, Martha, is that they got to take time for communication and they got to take time for each other just to work on their marriage. All right, Martha, we started talking about warning signs. And I think one of the the classic lines I've gotten from several guys is, I had no idea my marriage was so bad. All of a sudden, I got this, my wife says she wants a divorce. I had no idea. That's right. I think a lot of times um, it's the little things that just build up and we don't even realize that we are either um, starting to live separate lives or spending less time together or uh, little things that have bothered you that you haven't talked about, which communication is key. And I think we'll probably talk about that a little bit later, but um, that then can be a surprise and saying, you know, we didn't realize that we were getting into we've become such a mess. You know, and, I, and I think we're going to say communication is the key. One of the things we tell every couple we work with is that you need to end your day, not at 11 o'clock when you're exhausted, but end your day somewhere around 9 o'clock after the kids are in bed or where you can get some time if your kid's a little older, end your day talking with each other and then and sharing what's going on in your life and then praying with each other because a communicating, praying couple can work through anything. And, and here's the good news 
my out there, whoever's listening, here's the good news. Any marriage is savable as long as both the husband and wife are willing to work on it. I have seen it time and time again. It doesn't matter how horrible a mess it is. Martha and I have seen it horrible. It is so cool that any marriage can be saved as long as both the husband and wife are willing to work on it. So don't wait till the one of your spouses is not willing to work on it anymore. When you see the warning signs, you got to start working on it. And here's here's why a business show is talking about this because you know what? And Martha and I see it all the time, don't we? Yes. That if if a marriage is a mess, it starts to affect the workplace. And we're talking out there to Christian entrepreneurs who own businesses, who are running businesses. If your marriage is a mess, it's affecting what you do on a day-to-day basis. That's right. Because so many times, you know, there's especially with entrepreneurs, there's not a real defined line between home and work. It's all mixed together because you're doing things, you know, at odd hours or, or whatever to try to keep your business growing. And um, so what is happening in your personal life flows over emotionally into how you handle your customers, how you might react to somebody on the phone. Um, just your productivity overall can really be affected because you are distracted by something really important in your life, but it's not going the way it should go. And that just really plays effect on everything and your health. We didn't even talk about that, but it can play a huge effect on your health because of the stress of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. The stress of a divorce. A divorce is what I like to tell people. I said, I don't know why you're thinking about divorce because divorce is a death that just keeps on giving. It's a never ending flow of trouble. And it's so much easier to stay married than it is to be divorced. But people don't see that. They think that's the easy way out. I got, we got news for you. It's not. It's much easier to work on your marriage. All right, some warning signs. Short tempers, constantly being short, the inability to communicate even the simplest of things. That's one thing. Martha. Um, yeah, I think sometimes just the things that go on around the house, being able to step back and say, why is that even bothering me? You know, what is what is my spouse doing that's making me um, put up a wall? Because that little wall, that little bit of bickering starts the stress and the process of not getting along. All right, and not having any time together. You know, if you're working from six in the morning until eight o'clock at night and you're coming home exhausted and you plop down on the couch and, and you start watching TV, that's not real productive. You, you, work has got to be put uh, parameters around it. There is, there is no job out there that anybody would on their deathbed say, boy, I wish I worked more. And I will tell you, those people that are getting divorced, and if their work is part of the cause, they wouldn't say, boy, I wish I worked more. They'd say, boy, I wish I'd have paid attention more. So no time together. Uh, how about the kids thing? Um, I think that a lot of people we talk to, um, they've gotten so wrapped up in what they're doing for their kids that they forget to focus on their spouse, that they should be a priority in the relationship. And then because eventually the kids are going to leave home, they're going to grow up and become adults. We can only hope. (laughs) Are my kids listening? (laughs) Probably. Um, They will, you know, make their own home. And we want to be a good example for them by how we have a relationship with each other. And if you have no relationship with each other, when they leave home, then all all of a sudden, that's why these people that have been married 25, 30 years have nothing in common anymore, and they don't even know how to interact. Well, and I think if, if you want to know if your household is out of balance, just look at how much time the kids manipulate your, or or maybe manipulates not the right schedule, just totally dominate your schedule. If it's all about the kids and not about you and your spouse, it's out of whack. You know, you we've got to take time to make our marriages a priority. Kids are secondary to the marriage and the husband and the wife spending time together. I mean, it's we obviously we know they take a lot of our time and a lot of our money, but they're secondary to working on our marriage. It has to be that way. And I think a lot of people feel guilty about that if they put their 
relationship first. So I think it's important for us to say that is the right priority, that your kids will appreciate you making your spouse a, a priority. Well, let's talk about that priority order. What is the right priority order? When you look at how do we know if our life has got the right priority, what does that level, what does that, uh, that, that look like? Well, God needs to be first. Um, and you know, that sounds so like a good Sunday school answer, but that it's is very spiritual. It's very, um, but it really needs to be that. And um, God created us that way. He created us with a desire for a relationship with Him, and that needs to be first, and then our family, and then our work. Oh, I'm going to say let's let's okay. break that up. It's it's God, then our spouse, and then our family. You know, it's a it's a given that God called us to marry a a spouse of our same faith. So we're we're assuming that you're married to a Christian person. And so your number one ministry is to minister to your spouse, but you don't need to lead them to the Lord. Your 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 number one mission field is your children. That's right. It is your responsibility to lead your children to the Lord. And so it's God, then your spouse and your family, then work, then others. And if it's out of whack, what happens? Um, well, just it, it, it crumbles um, because things just are not in the right priority and you're putting the effort where it shouldn't be and putting energy, waste, spending it where you shouldn't be spending it. But when we go out there in society, I mean, society doesn't doesn't use that same proper order of the things of life. How does society usually order this up? Um, it depends on what their focus is. If it's somebody that's very money driven, it's going to be work. It's going to be all about me. I'm going to be at the top of the list, and what do I want to accomplish? And if it's things, then it's going to be work and how I can make the most money. And uh, a lot of people think, well, I'm working to give my kids the things they want, and that should make them happy. But if the relationship <laughs> is sad... You mean like giving them everything they want? That's right. Is that That's the best way to do what? Destroy the kids. That's right. You want to destroy your children? <laughs> give them everything they want. If you want to raise children who actually have a chance in society today, you need to tell them no. Oh, is that a powerful word? It's a two-letter word, not a four-letter word. It's no. That's correct. We want to make sure our kids don't get screwed up. But when our spouse asks for something, we should tell them Yes. Yes. yes <laughs> is a very powerful word. Okay. All right. So how do things get so out of balance? All right. We got time away from home. Versus, you know, when we're working or whatever we're doing versus when you're home, are you really home? Are you playing on your cell phone or, are you, or, or, or what are you doing? Watching TV? The TV, absolutely, the TV has destroyed more families than anything else because TV is not a bonus in the home. Yeah, there's, a, you know, there's just so much, number one, garbage out there. And number two, it keeps you from talking and interacting. Now, we enjoy a good movie. We enjoy sitting down and watching something together just for fun. But there's a start and an end to it, and that's enjoyable, and then we're done. We don't sit for hours and hours and just waste every evening watching television. Right. Now, no, the, the number one, and I could go on about TV for a whole hour. <laughs> we, we bought Netflix, got rid of cable. Sorry, Bright House. All right. So, you know, one of the things that the number one cause of divorce today in Christian marriages is pornography addiction. Number two is finances. And these are things that are hardly ever talked about in church because, you know, you can't talk about pornography in church and you can't talk about finances in church because you don't talk about money. People just think you're wanting to beg them for money. How how do those things get so far out of balance in, in, a, in a marriage? Well, I think especially right now with times being so tough, people are justifying uh, working extra hard to earn the money to try to make ends meet. But again, if you're not meeting the needs at home, um, you're just setting yourself up for that crisis. Right. Un, you know, uh, 
I don't know, why, pl- spend a lot of time on your computer without your spouse around is a great way, guys, to get yourself in trouble. Pornography is not real life, and it is detrimental to your own health and the health of your marriage. And money, you got to be on the same page from a money standpoint. There's so much you could talk about that. We've talked about that before. All right. The question we're asking today is, what does it matter if your business is successful if your marriage is a disaster? It's certainly not God-glorifying and God-honoring if you're destroying your marriage because you're working too much or your business is causing your marriage issues. You need to pay attention to it. In fact, our marriages are way more important than our businesses. We talked about priorities. And what is pri- what do our priorities look like? And, our, and Martha stated that our priority, number one priority should be God. And second should be our spouse. And third should be our kids. That's right. Third should be our kids. And then work and other people. So we're talking with Martha, and, and, and we're just going to kind of lay it up for the second half of the show, because we want to make sure you understand that there is hope out there. 2B1 Ministries was a ministry started by the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks to help mentor couples who want to provide a solid footing for their marriages. And we're going to talk about that more, but you can find out more about 2B1 Ministries on IndianRocks.org. All right, so what happens if you're out of balance and you're considering divorce, which, by the way, you shouldn't consider it, because if you're considering divorce, it means you're not willing to work on your marriage, and you got to be able to work on your marriage. If you could, if you start to notice things are out of balance, your family starts to suffer, your finances suffer, both work finances and your personal finances. Your kids are absolutely collateral damage. Your kids start to suffer. They notice when mom and dad aren't getting along. They notice when there's tension in the household. They know that things aren't the way they're supposed to be. Your business starts to suffer because your focus is on your marriage or your focus is on all different kinds of things but your marriage and your business. And so your business starts to suffer. And when you're finally in crisis, you have to reprioritize and face the issues, focus on the issues that are causing you those problems. And and Martha, there's what you started with. I mean, that that once you get into that crisis, you start to really look at things all over again. That's right. And actually, as you were just saying that, it made me think back to the order of the priorities they're supposed to be. And if God is at the top of your priorities, then those things won't be out of balance because you're not going to be over-focusing on work and over-focusing where you shouldn't be. If, if God truly is the focus of your day and your life and your goals for yourself and your marriage, then those things won't get out of out of balance and we won't get to that point of crisis where we have to pull the brakes on everything. Right. And and just a sideline, because Martha said we had to be so, because there's so much stuff to cover today. <laughs> but if you and your spouse are both focused on your relationship with the Lord and growing in your relationship with your Lord, it will draw you together and overcome any obstacle. All right, but we can't go there today because that's not the topic of today. But we're talking about today is just recognizing those those danger points in your marriage. And let me just tell you how 2B1 Ministries was started at First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Martha and I have had the privilege over the last 15 years of mentoring dozens of couples. And at, at no different at Indian Rocks, there was two other couples that were doing the same thing. And we'd go to a large church. There's th- hundreds and hundreds of families and people in crisis. And we just frankly, a couple, two, three years ago, we just got fed up with our friends getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And we got fed up with the fact that there was no place in our church for people to just go and work on their marriages and build up a solid foundation. And we went to the leadership of the church and say, listen, somebody's got to do something. And I did. I just, I finally started screaming and yelling, stomping my feet and saying, we got to do something. And these other two couples, uh, Tim and Jeanette and Dick and Karen, we we just said, let's do it. And so we just sat down and said, what are all the things we want to do in a marriage mentoring ministry. What are all the topics we want to cover? What does it look like? And we started 
really just developing a ministry. And we said, wow, this is a lot of work. How in the world are we going to put all this together? And then the amazing thing happened. We got cold called by a missionary from Bettendorf, Iowa. Matt Lair cold called Indian Rocks and said, hey, I'm going to be in Orlando talking to a church about our marriage mentoring program. Would you guys be interested in hearing about it? And thank goodness, the pastor on the line, David Joseph, said, you bet we want to hear about it. And so Tim Ferguson and I sat down with Matt Lair. This is a little over two years ago and said, Tell us about your marriage mentoring ministry. And Matt starts to lay it out and lays it out from the beginning to end. He's an engineer by trade, and he laid it out for him because God put him in this role to develop this, this curriculum, and it was foolproof. It was designed for lay people, a husband and a wife, lay person, volunteer, to mentor another couple, two-on-two. All the questions are there, all the resources are there, all the scripture references are there, and, and it, it was literally made so that you didn't have to be a counselor or a professional mentor to do this. It was perfect. And I was so afraid when Matt got to the bottom line and I said, okay, this is incredible. It's everything we wanted. We will have to do nothing. We could implement this next month. What's it going to cost? You know, as a church, we're a large church, so obviously we could absorb a little cost. But I'm thinking to myself, every church in Pinellas County, Hillsborough County, all of the Manatee County, Sarasota County, all the counties around us, Pasco, Hernando, Citrus, every church needs this resource. And I said, Matt, how expensive is it? And he told me the price. I'm thinking, oh my word, that is so reasonable. Any church can afford to buy this material. And so at Indian Rocks, we implemented this two years ago, January, and, and got this started with 14 couples that went through the training. Isn't that what it was, Martha? That's right. That's right. And we just spent a um, Saturday with Matt. We we kind of got together and just made a list of people that we thought would be a good first round of mentors and invited them and asked them if they would be willing to walk alongside couples through this process, be trained. And um, we sat through a training and people were really amazed at how simple it was, how it made sense. Yet you do need to learn it. There is a process. And uh, that's the neat thing about it is it, it helps you to just walk alongside of a couple. Well, and that so that's from the mentoring couple side of it. Now, what about the mentee or the mentoree couple side of it? I mean, how are they responding to it? Very well. Um, we have had couples. We actually use it as our premarital counseling um, for couples that are looking to be married all the way through people that are in crisis. And um, the couples that have gone through it or in the midst of it, we're getting such great feedback from them about the, just learning tools because the whole concept behind it is that um, a couple learns the tools to be able to implement in their own life. They don't need to call their mentor couple every time they have a problem. They learn how to work through the problem themselves and have a stronger marriage as a result. Right. It's like teaching them conflict conflict resolution. I mean, you're teaching them how to communicate with each other. That's right. And it, I, I got to tell you, we've, we've taken many couples through this process already, and it is amazing how the Holy Spirit uses it. So here's the good news out there. This is not just for people from First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. This is open to any couple that truly wants to build a foundation of the marriage. These mentors that are trained at First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, and I know there's other churches in the Tampa Bay area that are also getting trained. This is for you. This is, and it's, and it's, it is available today. If you want to build on work in your marriage, it's available today. Because, you know, as 
as a mentor couple, what we're trying to do is we, it's not like we know it all, but we need, you know, we're just trying to provide good examples. Uh, we're trying to uh, build up people's faith within their marriage. Uh, we're trying to convince them to invest in their marriages and, and teach them how to pray and challenge them on their communication uh, and to deal with you know, those serious hurts in the past. Basically, what the, the whole process does is it identifies a whole bunch of points of conflict so you can work through those things. Those are things that, yeah, you never really wanted to talk about them, but they're actually brought up. They, they actually start off with a survey. Tell me about that survey, Martha. Um, it's great. The first time you meet with your couple, um, they have to ask to be mentored um, and fill out an application. Both spouse have to be willing to go through this process. And they do a survey. And that survey just has a bunch of questions where they either agree or disagree. And then it's um, rated. It puts their answers together in a um, spreadsheet and basically tells the mentor couple, okay, these are the areas where they have the biggest weaknesses. You need. We always start by learning how to communicate because if we can't communicate then all of the other things you really won't be able to get to them because they can't talk to each other so we start with communication and then it might be money or it might be family or parenting areas where they have real um, challenges because they don't see things the same way so the survey helps the mentor couple be able to define what are we going to talk about after communication and it gives you the questions so you don't have to make them up you don't have to know how to ask it it's all guided through the training um, to help the couple be able to say okay this is what we're going to talk about tonight and it's important to note your marriage doesn't have to be in crisis in order to go through a marriage mentoring program right that's right um, it's set up for 10 weeks no more um, than that so you know there's a beginning and an end and um, during those 10 weeks you can just work on whatever area you might have some um, areas that are weak and be able to learn how to handle them better. I think what's so important to understand in our Christian witness, and, and we're talking about challenging people in our society today that have so little hope, teaching them that a faith in Jesus Christ is so valuable and it's life-changing. And our marriages should be that light in the community. And it, what's unfortunate is that our marriages aren't being that light in the community. And this enables you to build up your marriage so that you can be a light and can be an encouragement. Because it is so important that as Christians, our marriages are solid so that people could see, hey, it, it really matters. All right, here's what we're talking about today. What does it matter if your business is a success if your marriage is a disaster. And, and, and here's the truth of it all. If your marriage is really a disaster and your business is a success, it means you're not paying any attention at home. And pretty soon that table's going to turn and because you're ignoring your marriage, it's going to start affecting your business. Yeah, and and when you all we're trying to do is convince you the business owner, the person running the business is to take to step back and to look at your life. Is it out of balance? Is your work in front of your family and your kids and your heavenly father? And if it is, stop now. Take a look at what's out of balance. You know, there's collateral damage out there. If you ignore the symptoms of a stress-filled marriage, a marriage that could end in divorce, the, the, here's here's what you're looking for. The collateral damage is your kids will never be the same. A two-household family is not the same as a one-household family. Your kids will never be the same. Now, they can be healed, but they'll never be the same. They love to have mom and dad under the same roof. And so if you've got a chance to keep it that way, work on it today. Don't wait. And Martha, that's what we're really talking about today. We're talking about what the hope is that's out there and available. Where, where are we finding these resources? That's right. And... Um 
what we were talking about with our marriage mentoring is the fact that there is a program already out there, and I hate to use the word program, that, but that's really what it is that people can take advantage of in their churches and in their um, local neighborhoods and stuff. I think when we were sitting down with the other two couples and trying to brainstorm of how we can help marriages, we were so completely overwhelmed with the process. I think that's why so many churches don't approach it. They're they're the same place we were at, saying, well, how in the world are we equipped to help save marriages? And because we had the blessing of that miracle of that cold call from Matt Lair um, telling us about his Dare to be Different program, um, we w- didn't have to reinvent the wheel or even come close to it because I know it would have never been like Matt's. And so their website, daretobedifferent.com, is a place where anybody can go if you want to get your church hooked up to do this as well. This is not proprietary. It's not something only we can do. It's being done all over the country. Matt's training churches in almost every state, I believe, letting people know that this is out there for their church and their community as well. So, And right now, this is being, if I remember what Matt gave us the statistics, it's like 2,600 churches across the country are using the Dare to Be Different program. At Indian Rocks, we call it 2B1 Ministries because we're talking about keeping people to we want to keep them to be one. We want them to stay married. Uh, and so daretobedifferent.com is the website, and you can get a hold of Matt and Pam Lair there. Uh, you know, churches, like you said, they don't know how to handle this issue. Here's the challenge, churches. You don't have to know how to handle it. You don't need to have a pastor in charge of this ministry. You need to have a point person that can control, the, that, that can handle the organization of the volunteers, but the, it doesn't need a pastor in charge of this. That's right. And it's really empowering when your own lay people are helping with the ministry and actually doing the ministry because that's what a church is all about couple to couple um, meeting the needs helping walk them through the process and learning how to strengthen their marriage and then so many of the people that have been mentored once their marriage if it was one that had some unhealthy areas once they've gotten healthy and strong they can turn around and they can mentor people as well so it's like a just like that you know uh, they tell two friends and they tell two friends it just can grow and grow well, and if you are hanging out with a bunch of people who really want to work on their marriages, then you got people calling each other on it. And That's they can right. say, hey, what you're doing? Not healthy. You're working too much. You're wasting too much. Uh, you're working too much, spending all your money on stuff. Why don't you stop working so much? Maybe make a little bit less money and spend some time on your marriage. You know, it doesn't do you any good. Just like it doesn't do your wife any good to buy her everything she wants when she really just wants some time with you. Or wives, it doesn't do any good to get your husband everything he wants. What he really wants is some time with you. That's why we started dating. That's why we got married. That's why we walked the aisle and said the big I do. All right. And here's a statistic that Focus and a Family put out there many, many years ago. They, they surveyed people who had gotten divorced and people who had been considering divorce. And they, they, they met those people at the time when they were considering divorce. And then they interviewed them five years later. And some of them have gotten divorced, and some of them had stayed married. And those that had stayed married said they were so glad they stayed married. They have no regret. They were so glad that they worked through it. But those that had gotten divorced had tons of regret and said they wished they had worked on it. So I'm telling you people, listen, <laughs> you will regret not working on your marriage. Listen, work 
on your marriage. And churches, we've got the resource for you. If you're going to a church and they need a marriage ministry, go to daretobedifferent.com, contact Matt and Pam, and they can turn you on to this program that is fantastic. This mentoring program is changing lives every day. We have, go ahead. And I think that um, just if it's simpler, if they have any questions for us, that they can email us on the I Work For Him um, email address. So that would be Jim at IWorkForHim.com. They correct. can email me. That's right. And we'd be happy to talk to him on the phone and answer any questions before we hook him up. So that email address, now I feel like I'm selling Ginsu knives. That email address <laughs> is Jim at IWorkForHim.com. All right, back to marriage. Is your marriage totally awesome as it should be, as it could be? I have an awesome marriage. I hope everybody's marriage can be at least as good as mine. When was the last time you actually invested in your marriage? That you actually went to a marriage retreat or spent some time having somebody take time to ask you tough questions about your marriage? Could you and your spouse benefit from some solid mentoring, from somebody to invest in your marriage to give you a solid footing for a lifetime of friendship? And you can find out about that at indianrocks.org on 2B1 Ministries. That's a ministry available for marriages throughout Tampa Bay, right out of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. All right, the I Work For Him show. Please check out our website, iworkforhim.com. There's all kinds of great resources on the site and links to all of our show's sponsors, including the link to, to uh, 2B1Ministries.com and indianrocks.org. Thank you, Martha, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always great looking at my beautiful wife's face. Now I don't have to, wait to worry about being late for dinner because she's right here. Please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. Finally, I'm looking for my listeners to email me to, at jim at iworkforhim.com to let me know about people they run into in the community that are running businesses that... Uh, are making an impact for Jesus Christ in their workplace. If you know somebody who's got a fantastic testimony, those are people I want to know. Those are people I want to talk to. Email me at jim at iworkforhim.com. That's jim at iworkforhim.com. All right, thanks to Mike Miracle for being an awesome engineer today. He's done a fantastic job. He handled those phone calls from you guys out there fantastically. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I am a Christ follower. I own my own business but I'm also an employee. I don't know about you, but I work for him. It's not safe, but I know that I've got to make a change. I don't care if I break, at least I'll be